All right, all right. Welcome out to this episode of Behind the Shades. This is number eight. I am your host, Jason Adams, the dude with the shades on. Ocho. Yeah. Um, the Ocho. Pandemic. Uh, we've been, and if you were in this room for the last few minutes, you'd, 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 it'd be a case in point, but we've been quarantined for, what, two months now with the pandemic? Five years. <laughs> five years. It's easily I'm five years. I'm absolutely losing my mind. Right? <laughs> five, I lost years, some of it probably. over there. And some of it's laying on the floor right over there, <laughs> but it's lost. Gone. Six years, at I, least. I feel bad because my, my wife is, is in a similar boat as you two, but I'm right at home. Like, I am I am settled in. I finally found myself through this thing. Well, I'm going can you help me find go. the rest of my mind? Because some of it, like I said, is right over there. <laughs> Just go over there and practice falling down for a minute. I'll be there in a sec. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh. Pandemic, uh, first of all, this is not postum, contrary to popular belief. My brother asked me if it's postum. If you guys don't know what that is, look it up. We're LDS, so we don't drink coffee. But my mom uh, is a convert to the church, and she had a hard time transitioning. So when we were kids, I don't know if you remember, but there was postum all over the house. Yeah, she patted postum like it was going out of style. Like it was our house too. The poster woman for postum. Yeah, it was like there was like gallons of. Uh, what would be um, postum slash wannabe sweet tea? I mean, we had all kinds of concoctions going on, but it's not postum. It's actually an energy drink. But I didn't want to throw any uh, arguably fr- worst worst for you for sure. Coffee. Definitely, I agree with that. But I didn't want to do what Weston's doing right now and give free publicity because he he is all for giving things out for free. Um, his favorite color is blue. We'll let that one die. Right, His favorite right, color is right blue, and him and Kawomo are buddies on My Twitter. favorite color is red because I'm an alpha male, and so just never forget that. So real quick, Daninka, this is kind of for you. Okay. Before we get started into all this, we've got some good stuff today. Um, we're going to talk about the pandemic and kind of get our thoughts on it and how things are going. But before we do that, I want to I want to do a special shout out to quarantine moms. Um, you guys are amazing. Your job sucks. I can't imagine your job sucks anyways. Even with the kids having a full schedule and their agenda being packed to the hill, but with the fact that you they don't and you're having to do schooling along with all the other stuff that you already do, which is like housekeeper, psychologist, everything. I don't think you get enough credit. Uh, but just know that we love you. And I don't know how he feels about you. I don't know how she feels about you. But one thing I know is how I feel about you. And I love you so much. Danica, you're kind of a mom, huh? Kind of. Well, a lot, lot real. I'm jumping in here. Sorry. Get a lot in. of un- unintended consequences is that by keeping the kids home and homeschooling them for so long, we're deprogramming all the commie pinko stuff they're learning at the regular schools. And so that's one of the good things actually coming what, out. What, what? I like it. We're, we're retraining them. I know my kids and, and your kids too have been here working. You've got some projects going on. I've seen your daughters in here working. Cole's been over here working. You know, my kids have been here working. So they're not learning the socialism and the things that you're talking about. They're actually learning the Republican way, which is free enterprise, go out, earn it, and then learn to save it because you don't want to spend it. You worked hard. You're out unwrapping that car. It's hot, hotter than young love. Right? Yes. It's pretty steamy in this room right now, actually. It is, dude. Uh, do you guys... It must be the, the male 
company in here. My shades are fogging up. <laughs> Who's for everybody? If they get hot, it's a it's a so decision. Turn, they, the, turn the fan on or something. Or take a shirt off. No. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, disease for a second. Um, the coronavirus, COVID-19. So, the, you know, as for those of you that don't know, there's a bunch of different strains of coronaviruses, including this COVID-19. There's at least two strains of it. 19 refers to the year that it was originated, which is 2019. Just uh, to clear some of that stuff up for everybody. But, you know, there's multiple coronaviruses on the earth at any given time. And, and there has been for a long time. And like any viral infection, this is, this is found, even though the World Health Organization on January 14th tweeted that it wasn't. Which is super honest. Is found to be distributed by human-to-human contact, which really puts us all at risk. And so, uh, you know, I'm of the opinion pretty strongly that at some point we have all either had it or we're going to have it. And we need to act quickly when we do and make sure that we keep everyone around us safe by quarantining ourselves and taking the, the medicine that's necessary for us to come out of it. So that's my two cents on that. Nice. A nice little, nice little. Uh, I don't know, what would you call that, preview? Background on the, on the virus itself. Yeah. Dr. Fauci, a.k.a. Weston Adams, has joined us today. Thank you so much, Doc. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> hey, so... Danica, how do you, what are your thoughts on, on coronavirus? I hate it. I hate all things. I think this was the hugest, biggest overreaction ever in the history of overreactions in the world. They're killing the world. They're killing small town America. They're, everything's dying. It's all going to die. So how do you feel about COVID-19? I think that it's a virus, same <laughs> as everybody else. And you're going to get it. We're all going to be exposed. This is silly. It's silly. Don't okay. beat around the bush. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. I so, um, you know, if you could take a break from sexting for a minute and join us in the conversation. No, I, was pulling up, I was pulling up the, the data on it because one of the things that's frustrating, if you look at deaths per million and um, you look at Brazil, which is run by a pretty conservative dude, Jair Bolsonaro, and they are ha- practicing herd immunity and their deaths per million are actually lower than ours is. And so I, while I don't fully disagree with the idea of taking a certain highly congested area like New York or San Francisco and shutting parts of it down, the idea that we would treat all portions of the U.S. equally on this is just ridiculous. And the fact that we're treating the whole world the same on it would be ridiculous. If Brazil has 10 deaths per million and the U.S. has 120 and Sweden has 140, then maybe there's, you know, a method to some of the madness behind what Sweden and Brazil are doing that right. not. And I'm a little bit frustrated by that. The one thing I can, that I, the one thing I know that I, that I, I don't know who agrees with me on this, but I know this is my, in my heart of hearts, I believe that number one, this job trying to make the decisions on how this control to control this would absolutely suck. I wouldn't worse. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, Trump, Obama, doesn't matter what side you're on. That's just a difficult position to be in um i think that 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 there's going to be mistakes made all over potentially uh because the human elements involved but it's a hard thing to maintain or to manage that that i know the other thing i agree with you on the fact that i hate that i hate the heartache that it's bringing to families with the coronavirus and the and the covid19 um a lot of people's lives are going to change forever. And that's, that's really sad. And, and I've tried to be really prayerful to, to help me with that because it weighs heavy on my mind. Um, 
but my approach to this thing hasn't really changed from the beginning. And what that is, is that it's not a time to be careless, to throw everything out and be like, oh, it's not going to get me whatever. Um, but the way I've tried to approach it as somebody who has been fearful uh, in, in at parts of my life was if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. And, and it's one of those things where you try and be as proactive as possible you know, stay out of areas. If you see somebody coughing and you have a chance to walk around them and go the long way, go the long way. You know, I, I, that's been my approach is don't be careless. Um, it is a serious thing. It is a very sad thing and it's going to impact people's lives for the worst all over the world. And that's tragic. But at the same time, it's, it's a hard thing. Don't be afraid you're going to get it when you don't really know because you might look back and, and, and six months of your life was just this anxious, um, you know, ball of terror that wasn't necessary. And so that's a hard one. I think everybody will, will process that differently. I just pray that everybody finds peace somehow, some way, because it is a very difficult thing we're going through. You know, when, as human beings, when we're stressed out or we're in fear, um, our brains create different hormones than they do when we're taking a proactive uh, approach to life. And so I think uh, one thing that would be smart for everyone to do, and uh, I like uh, Jordan Peterson when he talks about this, is, is he says, keep your, keep your own house in order. And I think if we all kept our own house in order, which is be you know, proactive on this, have a plan if someone in your family were to get this virus or someone that you know or someone that you love or, God forbid, yourself, um, what are you going to do if that happens? And that, what does that look like? And what does success from that look like to you? Because... You know, right now, one of the biggest problems we as a country have is we don't know what success looks like. I, we might be 40,000 deaths might be success. You know, it might not be. We don't know. And so you got to decide what that is for you and, and make plans accordingly. Yeah, I, I the whole thing is no one knows for certain. I hear differently. I stopped watching the news about a month ago. Uh considering all of this, because you can find a study that says it can live on things for 17 days. You can also find a study that says it's only there for a matter of hours. Everything right now is a matter of opinion. So the only thing that we can do is, like you just said, Weston, figure out what you want to do yourself. What I am terrified about is not the virus. What I am terrified is how quickly the American people said, okay, I'll lock myself away in my house. I won't go, yeah, we, I won't we go do anything. Our, we, we're giving up rights. So quickly, I, I, in two days. And as someone who's fought for rights for active duty military, my husband's still in the military, it makes me angry. It makes me angry that people are just shutting themselves away. Where, where is the resistance? Where is the, where, where is the frustration from seeing Local businesses, we live in a very small town, the three of us. This, Logandale is a, is a really small town. There's maybe 12 businesses. No strip clubs. No, but three bars. So <clears throat> of these things, you know, I'm trying to uh, go to patronize all of our local businesses as much as I can so they don't go under. Um, I know these people. I, it's gonna kill small town America. They're gonna. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna make it. And that's scary to me. Our our whole system of build yourself, get your business, do what you want to do, work for yourself, and then they close it down. As as it pertains to businesses, there is a lot of industries that were teetering 
that had their backs up against the wall or they were, I like to call them on the ropes. And this has been the knockout punch. I oh, think yeah. that there's going to be a lot of stuff and not just me. You, you read the news, they'll talk about it. You go to Yahoo Finance or Bloomberg or whatever, um, Fox News, even on their business uh, module, it talks about this, that they're not 30 to 40% of these businesses are not going to reopen. And I agree. I tend to agree with that. And it's a very sad thing because you have, you know, we talk about demographics and age demographics and these things. Uh, he's in construction industry. I'm in manufacturing distribution here in sales. And so we talk about these things, but there has been a lot of people call them the baby boomers or whatever that have been slow to adapt to technology. And you can't blame them because people love to be in their comfort zones. They're afraid of things they don't know. And it takes effort. It takes um, mentally, physically, emotionally, it takes effort to learn new things. I think there's been a whole precipice or there's been a whole uh, kind of a demographic of people that have been slow to react to some of these newer things. Um, online shopping, uh, just different things, technical that have been forced through this if they want to shop, if they want to communicate because they're quarantined, they got to email, they got, and, and that's pushed them over that thing. And they will start to see what everybody else has seen, which is why Amazon's the greatest company in the world, that it's so much more convenient. It's so much easier. They don't have to leave the comfort of their own home to communicate, to shop, to do these things. I don't think they'll ever go back. Well, no. On the other side of that, Jason, I uh, we were just talking my my daughter and I yesterday um, how how much we miss shopping, how much we miss just going out for the day, walking around. I think that there is a spot for both, but but they're not going to be the local boutiques. They're going to be the chains that can still make it through through this shutdown. It's not going to be the local little boutiques that we can go shopping at. It's going to be outlets and and malls and and things like that because it's going to kill it's going to kill small business. I don't even think it'll be malls. It's going to be outlets. it's going to be the it's going to be the corporations that have brick and mortar, Walmart yeah. that twenty five years ago started to divest and inter, in, 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 invest in their e commerce infrastructure. Don't you think, Wes? Those yeah. are the ones that are going to win. Yeah, so so if you look at if you look at just just today, like you know, I, I I trade in the stock market, and so I watch the capital markets every day. And when you think about what companies have kind of come come done well through this, Amazon's been one. Another one's been Shopify. You know, uh, I think that your your small brick and mortar chains, mom and pops. I think those are the ones that are struggling the most. To, to echo the point that both of you said, but you know, I don't know what the other side of this is going to look like. I know that what we did with the PPP is basically a bridge. We know what uh, normal America used to, used to look like 60 days ago, and I don't think we know what it's going to look like 60 days from now. I think we're in this bridge area right now. I think people are scared, and you know, the the, the by getting some some cash in everyone's hands, the idea would be that we jumpstart the velocity of money and people go out and start buying. But people aren't going to go back to those old habits when they're scared. And, you know, that's that's the that's one of the hardest things about this coronavirus is that right now people are afraid to go out and shop, people are afraid to go I, they miss it, but, you know, on a personal level what everyone is, is doing right now and what they're going to have to do in the future is kind of compare uh, their level of risk that they're willing to take to go out and be someone that's going to get back into their old habits like so for me personally, I've had open heart surgery. 
Um, I had a congenital defect in my heart from when I was a kid. I'm at a greater risk of death if I were to catch the coronavirus. So you would think, okay, well, that's going to stop that guy from going outside. That's not the case. For me personally, I'm gonna, it's going to be business as usual. Um, you know, I, I watched uh, Daniel Kim when he caught this. He, he posted a video. He's an actor that's on Hawaii Five O. He posted a video of what, what he did. He, as soon as he found out he had it, he took a mixture of a Z-Pack and this hydroxychloroquine and then an inhaler. And he said it, within eight hours, he felt like a new man. And, and within two weeks, you know, he was fully recovered. So if I get it, that's what I'm doing. I already know what I'm doing. I've already got all the medication bought. Um, there was a, a medication that I gave Jay a copy of that slows viral infections. And, re- and reproductions, I'm going to take that, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let this put me into a level of fear where I'm not going to leave my house. I'm just not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And, and hydro, hydroxychloroquine is, is actually has been proven. Um, I know it's not the agenda that Bill Gates and some of those investors are wanting to push, but it's been proven to be successful, at least in the short term, while they're waiting to come up with a vaccine, or at least that's my understanding. And so why not take that shot? The thing is, is it's hard. It's hard to find hydroxychloroquine right now. It's, there, there's a lot of people that have malaria that have some of these diseases, lupus and stuff like that, that require that on the daily, and they're having trouble getting it. So, so there's, there, there's going to be pain points all throughout this entire thing. Um, I, I'm of the opinion, though, that, uh, that, that the money that is coming through the PPP and and the money that are going to the households, it's just delaying the inevitable. It's a bridge. It's all you know. It's, it's, well, it's, except they should have waited until some stores can open. Because what are we going to spend it on? We're going to spend it on well, the things that they're already. We but, should be but, saving that. But we we Danica, should be using it on essential things. But right. That's not going to happen. Gonna, that's not, not going to happen. Right. Here's the things happen. you got. Here's the thing you guys are missing, and we need to remember: not all of America is Las Vegas, Nevada. We've got New York. We've got California. We got Nevada. And then we got, you know, the quote unquote deplorable flyover states that actually are staying open. So those people can go out of their house and can go to the store and can go get what they need. I'm, I'm blessed in that my business is deemed essential. So I've been able to stay open through this and doing construction. But my demand's gone down. Uh, all the casinos in Vegas are locked up. I've never seen anything like it. Um, but if you were to go up to North Dakota or Texas, as long as you're not trying to get in from New Orleans, I mean, you can kind of do pretty much whatever you want. Right. So I, I, to my point earlier, I think this is treating everyone a little bit different. And I think that's the right way to treat it. Not, not every cure for every disease on the earth is created equal. Now, you're right. And let's talk about, let's talk about our, our, how heavily we rely on these other countries for the things that we use daily. Now we're guilty of that. We've talked about it on the show and nothing would make me happier than to use something like this, to bring some of our manufacturing, bring some of our goods back to domestic. It would help everything. It would help GDP. It would help all of the things that are going to what's good for the goose, good for the gander, going to help Americans. First problem you're going to have with that civilians hate the word taxes, and you're going to have to raise prices, and you're going to have to raise taxes in order to bring that infrastructure back. That's one thing. Now, that's if you get over that hurdle, which I don't ever foresee happening, I wish it would, um, then you deal with the corporations. Bill Gates is never going to bring his Microsoft machines back to the United States. It's not going to happen because their margins are going to go down, their shareholders are going to be pissed off, and it's going to be, it's going to be death by a thousand paper cuts, and they're just too powerful you can almost say too big to fail, and it's a very sad thing. Which, well, you if, know, you, if you look at if you look at the oil market, but I'd right love now, to see it. 
I'd love look, to see. If you look at the oil market right now, so I, I've been in the oil business in and out for 20 years. And 20 years ago, we were super dependent on OPEC as a country for oil. And over the last 20 years, through some of the different shell plays that we made and some of the technology we found, America is more dependent on its own oil production than it ever has been in the history of the, of, of the United States of America. And so what we saw happen over time is as we became less d- dependent on OPEC, we saw those prices go down. And then this last week, last few weeks, I think Russia and Saudi Arabia have taken a pretty hard run at kind of tanking our, our oil industry. And the, the lack of demand that's out there right now because of coronavirus is kind of doubled down on that. And so, you know, when, when this is all said and done, we're going to look back and we're going to realize that we kind of had a, we were almost, almost like a, attacked by China through this disease and Russia and Saudi Arabia through their, their strategy. strategy on oil pricing. And so the, the answer to that, and I've talked at length about this with some of my friends that are in the manufacturing industry, is over time, if we can set some tariffs on these Chinese items and repatriate some of that manufacturing business and some of the business that's building these vaccines and some of the business that's building the medicine we take and repatriate into the United States, over time we can relax those tariffs because if we set them now and we set them fairly high, that will repatriate some of that some of those businesses and we just need to do that as a country and over time we can relax those and then that might be a 20 or 30 year shift kind of like what we saw in the oil industry in the last 20 years well that's all well and fine as long as we can leave our houses (laughs) i seriously i i it's gotta be a process i like how you're you're approaching it within your company the way that that you've been since i've been hired here i know you run a a large company and if there are many more people like-minded like you to bring that stuff back, that's great. But in the meantime, what are we, what are we supposed to do? Like I'm talking about now. Now our, our governor, Sisolak, Democrat, Ugh. and he's took, sorry. No. So I just want to, I just want to talk. First of all, I want to say that again, and I'll reiterate this. I don't envy his position, not even a little bit. I might disagree with him on some of his views and some of his policies and things like that. But I, 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 don't envy his position. That is an undesirable position I think anybody would ever want. And if they do, they're crazy. But he came out yesterday, and he 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 canceled school for the rest of the year, which we we knew that was coming. And then and then they they doubled down on what you're talking about. You know, is again, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. What what is the answer? I don't know that anybody knows. And I think just like any hard decision, you're going to look back, and there's going to be. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You're going to say, "Well, we should have done this, or we could have done this, or that." That's a hard thing, but it's happening in real time, right? And so, but I, I know personally, I, I haven't been quarantined at home. I'm still getting out. I'm still doing my thing. Um, but again, my approach is, hey, I'm not going to be careless. Now, I don't wear a mask, and it's not because I, I make fun of them or because I don't think they're effective. I just, I, I have a couple, and I leave them everywhere I go. And then what am I going to do? Not go into the store because I don't have my Mac. That's not me. I, I got, got to get things done. Well, so Danica, to your point, um, I, you know, I think that there's some of these rights that are being infringed on right now, like, uh, this crazy governor in Michigan, Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer saying you can't go out and flower in your garden. Uh, if, if, if she gets challenged on that, that she'll lose that. And so people, people just need to, to your point, stand up for their rights, do what they think is right. Keep their house in order, be proactive, uh, protect your family, you know, and, and none of that has to be done through violence. You can just do that. Just, just 
by defying those those orders because she doesn't have the authority to tell people they can't they can't plant a garden. That's ridiculous. Well, if the, if she okay, so here's, here's have, the thing. My the, friend lives in Michigan. This is and he's a he's an airline pilot. Here, two points. <laughs> he was getting ready to fly one of his one of his legs, and he was going to get on the plane and he hears over and over again please stay six feet apart please stay six feet apart before they get on a plane sitting right next to one another breathing recycled air doesn't make any sense so he's already kind of in a mood he gets back and he goes with his family because most of his flights get canceled he goes with his family they're going to plant their spring garden because it's time to do that well this governor has caution taped all home improvement stuff all seeds, all anything. They said, she said they cannot buy them. They are non-essential. So not only did she decide what can be open, even the stores that are open within those, she is saying what can be purchased and what cannot be purchased. It's all, he took pictures all around the store. And, and, and my point is she doesn't have the authority to do that. And so the people of the state of Michigan should sue her today. Absolutely. Not, not tomorrow, not next week, today. And, and and roll that back. But people that don't know that those lawsuit. rights, like you and I, uh, see it caution taped and won't and won't buy. Like if if the store is afraid they're going to lose their business license and can't sell anymore, they won't sell those things because the governor's going to shut them down. Right. So I mean, it everybody. If if we could all just stop being so afraid and really just look around, look around your own personal communities, just like you've said, how can I help here? What can I do here to help so when this is all over, we're not all dead in the water? Well, the, the, the best thing that, that people that own businesses can do is try to be as, as, as proactive and helpful to their employees as they can be. And there's a time, there's a time to be a cutthroat, and there's a time to be em- empathic. And right now is the time to be empathic and help those people and show true leadership. And the way you do that is by doing the best that you can. And, and part of that leadership is not being afraid yes instead of being afraid don't watch all of the scaremongering don't sit on youtube read some articles by 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 some people you know some studies that are working there's a guy in um uh california who just um he's a doctor and he's been kind of pre-treating things with some like quinine i think is and that's in like seltzer water. You know, I, I listened to uh, a little bit of a debate that Bill Maher and Dan Crenshaw had the other day. And uh, Crenshaw said one thing that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Maher was challenging him on Trump's leadership. And Crenshaw said, you know, in the Navy SEAL program, we're taught that panic creates panic and calm creates calm. And what I want in a leader, and this is Crenshaw talking, not me, and I'm, I'm summing up. He basically said, I want someone that is a positive, calm thinker. And, you know, I think that's right on. That's what we need. That's what leadership looks like right now to me is staying calm for the sake of the people that are following you and, you know, putting your best foot forward, trying to take care of those people and doing what's right by them. And that doesn't look like panicking and shooting the blame throw at everybody and doing all this other crap that we see you know, some of these guys do. And, and, and Trump's guilty of it, too. Cuomo's guilty of it. Gavin Newsom, bless his heart, is guilty of it. I mean, the, all that crap needs to stop while we get through this. Yeah, politics are politics. Those those need to be put, put aside for right now. But I hope, speaking of politics, that people are paying attention to the way that their states are handling things. Are you happy the way that your governor is handling your state? Are you, are you educating yourself on the policies that they're putting in place? Because in my America, I like that the states have more. That, that, that's what I believe as a Republican is that 
I want the states to have the power. However, if those leaders that you have elected in the states that you live in, I, I haven't elected the leader in this one. We just moved here and the DMV is not open, so I can't be a Nevada resident. So Nebraska doesn't need my vote. Nevada does. I need that to open up so I can be a Nevada resident. But look around and, and elections are happening. If you're not happy, make a change. The only way that you can curtail this problem in the future is is to make changes with the leaders that you have right now if you're not happy with your governor show up vote vote them out vote somebody else in give somebody else a chance because that's the only way you can fight this you know the 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 the, the shows the governors and the leadership that i've seen that have that have been prepared that have statistics that show us you know what the chart actually looks like with context with facts, those are the ones that people end up trusting. Those are the ones that people have a, a, a good light of coming out of situations like this. And so, I I would, you know, if if heaven forbid, anyone I ne- ever knew was or was close with was in a leadership position like this, the best thing I think you can do is just be pretty transparent with your with the people that are following you. So, you know, if if, if we're talking state of Nevada. You know, the more transparent Steve Sisolak is with his residents, the better he's going to look coming out of this. I, I, I don't envy his position, and Steve and I don't always agree on, on policy and stuff like that, but I think he's trying to do the best he can. And, you know, it's interesting here because Carol Goodman, who's the mayor of Las Vegas, and and our governor, Governor Sisolak, are kind of in a little bit of a, a, a stalemate right now because she wants to open up and he doesn't think it's time, and it's – it's it's tough, and I don't think anybody has all the right answers. Um, and I think I think there's there, a little bit of this is just kind of being brave and saying, okay, let's do it. Like Governor DeSantis down in Florida, he opened the beaches back up. They they were they weren't hit like some of these other states, and he's I think showing some good leadership. I don't know, right? <clears throat> yeah, the up to minute up to minute decision, decisive decision making paralysis by analysis i mean again it's one of those things where people are going to take the information that they have and that they're going to come up with a decision and they got to stick by it and um, i think when this is all said and done there's two things i can count we can count on one is that people there's always going to be naysayers that say we should have done this we should have done that i mean that listen listen to us right now what we're talking about we're not we're not specific experts in the in any of these industries that we're talking about no sir but the other thing is um, is when it's all said and done, I don't think any of us truly know the ramifications of the economy because this is unprecedented. I mean, this is these are uncharted waters. Oh seven, oh eight couldn't touch this. It was a different dynamic. But you have to worry. I mean, look at the car, the car makers. I mean, what's going to happen there? You've already seen them start to discount their prices to zero percent financing, which is amazing. But just like the American, uh, just like the government paying the PPP and also paying the individual households, somebody's got to, somebody's got to pay for that. It's got to come from somewhere. That's just more debt on top of more debt that we have. And so these are all things. Um, well, it's just, it's just like tough. us giving up our rights to be for a little bit of comfort. <clears throat> We're leveraging our future right now for comfort now. And so you're, you're right. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. And a lot of these businesses aren't going to open back up again. A lot of these, Mom and pop eateries aren't going to open up again, and so we're we're giving money to some of these businesses that aren't going to open up again. I don't know that that's correct either. I mean, I don't know what the right answer is. Maybe maybe we're kind of on point with what we're doing, but I know a lot of this money is not going to get paid back. Yeah, and so of course we're going to suffer some inflation when this is all said and done, and it's going to drop the value of the dollar, 
And that's going to be good for our GDP and for our exports, but at what cost? You know? Well, and, and, what and we the dollar, know? one thing you, you know, and you, uh, sorry, I didn't mean no, to no, you're go ahead. No. Well, the dollar can't drop much more. <laughs> it's right, already. Wes? I mean, it's, worthless. it's lost 90 something percent of its value in the seventies, right? Yesterday, oil futures was were negative. negative. Okay. Oh. So don't yeah. tell me the dollar can't drop more. <laughs> well, no, and here's what I would say to, oh, nobody, what we do know is we're dying. What we do know is economically the world is is dying. If we continue on the path that we are, independent of whether or not this virus is as terrible and deadly as, as they first told us at the beginning of March, is that when it started really, really rolling in? We do know if we continue on this path, we're, Great Depression, here we come. Great Depression too. So we're in, we're in manufacturing, the manufacturing sector at Beck Sunglasses. I'm the president of Bex. I would be all for, and don't get me wrong, the tariffs and some of these trade deals, they, they negatively impact a small company like us. But I know, and we've talked about it, it's great for the, the future of the country, for our kids and our kids' kids. I'm all for creating an atmosphere where a lot of the offshore stuff comes back, even though we would be a very small fish in that giant pond, but then it kind of equals the playing field. And I don't even know what that plan looks like. I'm not a politician. If Weston and I had some chance to sit down and kind of throw it back and forth and get everybody's input, I probably could come up with it. But I, I honestly think that if we could create our own schedule in the United States and, and, you know, Trump, I, I believe, has done a really good job trying to secure the border, which, again, is a very tough thing. And if we could start to rely more on us and our ability and our infrastructure, it's like Weston says, it's going to hurt right now. It's going to be inconvenient right now. It's going to be uncomfortable right now. But down the road, it's going to be one of those things that you can look back on. It's like the U.S. military doubling down on all of their armed forces and the equipment. That's why we're the world leader in You know, Trump's taking heat right now because he calls us the China virus, right? And people call him racist for that, which is ridiculous because China's not a race. But <laughs> I, it, what, 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 is, what it should be called is the Chinese Communist Party virus. That's what it should be called. That is who, caught, that is who spread this misinformation on it. That is who lied to the, to the U.S. for months, lied to the world. And the, the, the Chinese Communist Party, not the Chinese people, the Chinese people are good, hardworking people. The Chinese Communist Party needs to be held accountable for this. And, 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 and if I were a Chinese national, I'd be super pissed at Xi Jinping right now because he single-handedly, through his policies, unleashed this freaking you know, meltdown on the world. And, and, and he should be held accountable. And I believe they are. We have colleagues that, at Bex that work in China and... and I believe that they are, Wes. I just think that they're limited on how outspoken and vocal they can be about it. And yes, Xi Jinping does look there. like Winnie the Pooh, by the way. And <laughs> I can say that because I'm a, I'm a free American. So I don't know for how much longer. I Seriously, this scares the crap out of me. That's what scares me, not the, not the virus. The way that I, I've, I, I've lived what, in lots of socialist what, countries. I, I see how they, how, how they what's, operate here. I never, I never thought in a million years. What scares me is I know that freedom of speech is a big, is a big pinnacle of, of why we love America and it's great. But why do we give AOC a voice? I mean, she's allowed to say whatever she wants, but why do we give her a platform to do that? 
Yesterday, she came out and said, Wes, and I think you've probably seen this. She said, I love to see the oil prices just being the negative. I love to see people losing their jobs. I love to see all this. Now, her angle was the Green New Deal, which sucks anyways. But <laughs> but the fact that the fact that she would even come out and say that, I love to see all this calamity, is like, really, lady? No, but they do. Listen, <laughs> when, when, when you have... When you have a version of a welfare state, which is part of what we have here in yes. the United States of America, when you allow people to hold their hand out and then you reward them for doing that, then you get people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is a child of privilege, and she's also a bartender. They're not mutually exclusive. She can be both. And she hates America, and she hates uh, the people that that work hard in America. She, you know, she's just like everyone else in Congress. She loves her job and she wants to stay in there, you know? And, and, and if, if, if all these hardworking people in the oil industry fail, she's happy about that. She's a terrible person. She's terrible a terrible person. human being. And, and I think there's some, there's going to be a quite a few people that run against her for her seat. If, if the Democrats don't, don't in the seat, which Pelosi has talked about doing a couple of times, she don't like it either. You know, the, 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 the left does not like AOC just as much as we don't like it. And if and I agree with that. And if I was single, I would not date you, Alexandria. <laughs> you would not you would not have my time. Like Aww, I wouldn't I wouldn't be your friend heart, on Jesus. Tinder. None of, I wouldn't even do the Tinder thing with you, whatever that is, whatever <laughs> no, it looks like. Either. That's all before my time. But I wouldn't do it. So we're going to we're to the T-bone topic. OK, this is where we talk. And by the way, you guys are missing out on getting the T-bones sent directly to your door to enjoy and to think of us while you're eating it and savoring the mindfulness of each and every bite of that T-bone because you're not turning stuff in. You've got to turn ideas in and then we'll get you a steak if we pick them. So today we came up with our own topic and this is the T-bone topic. And the T-bone topic. Da, da, da. Go Weston, make some noise. Da, Nika. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> okay. We're starting a band. So, yeah, these guys are starting to man. And it's going to be called terrible. pandemic. And it's going to be terrible. Um, it's going to be amazing. I work. I hope it works out for you guys, but I, I envision the cowbell band you're, on Saturday night. You're going to be the cowbell guy. Mm-mm. Mm. I don't know. I got to watch you guys play first before I decide if okay. I'm in or out. Wow. You know, I've got a reputation uphold. You know, the, the average IQ in the U.S. is 81. Yeah. If you get two standard deviations to the south on that, that guy could probably play the cowbell Jays, so I think right <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. So A-1? here's my thing. Yeah. Here's my T-bone topic. That's scary. What's scary is how much you love Rice Krispies. That's scary. Wow, baby. Let's read the T-bone talk. Should so, the American people stop being friendly? No. So that's a great one-word answer. But I don't think I don't think you understand everything. So right now, depending on who they are, you got to respect everybody's fear, um, wishes, whatever it is. If I come up to you and I stick my hand out to shake it, and you get the people that it's really awkward. The ones that don't want to touch. There's you. an amazing scene in Mallrats when Jason Lee stink palms Michael Rooker, and that's that's how I'm going to shake hands with him. <laughs> I don't like the rest of my life. So how me, dare start you reference Mallrats? But such a great movie. And I can't, because I want to start a segment on the show called Pet Peeves, um, because I've got several, but one of my pet peeves, and it's my own Wearing fault. Wearing white after Labor Day. No, <laughs> it's my own fault, because if I asked Anika how you're doing today, do I really want to know 
if she's not having a good day? Yeah, don't ask. Yeah. I'm all about that, ending the small talk. So don't ask. If you so, don't care, don't ask. So that's where simple. I'm, that's, that's how it is in Germany. That, that's what, that's and, and that's what I was going to bring up. In, in in Germany, if you ask, or some of these other countries, I've heard France and some. If you ask people how they're doing, they take it as an offense. Like you don't know me. Don't don't ask me. Or not, they want to tell you, and you don't really want to know. So so think, how you doing today? So. so I think Americans, there's a lot of things Americans do that other countries don't. Uh, other countries don't tip. So if your bellman brings something up, they don't tip. So if you hand, if you're an American um, and you hand somebody 10 bucks, they're like, oh my gosh, like, whoa, why? why? They don't take it as in the in the spirit of what it's given you're, as, as when, listen, I, when, I, when I ask somebody how they're doing, they like, and they sigh. I feel like Admiral Akbar <laughs> Star Wars, like it's a trap. Like I'm screwed at that yeah, point and for, right, for the next in the right, ten right seconds then. to four minutes, and you do this. Yeah, right. right Why did right I ask? Then. Rhetorical, rhetorical. Exactly. So, so with what's going on, I think, and this could be said for a lot of things. I think people are going to learn they can do without a lot through this thing because they're 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 having to do without of social contact, these and that. My question is, when it comes when it goes back, is it really necessary? Is it really necessary to go up and shake somebody's hand, ask them how they're doing? Is it really necessary to Dude, do these things? There's and I'm just, always a place for the stink palm. I'm just saying. W- agreed. But, Danica, I, I think I know how you feel about this. So, shoot. I want to know if I'm... I, I, I don't care if you ask people how they're doing. But if you see... Okay, for instance, I went to Pirate's Landing last night. It's our local pizza place. And, like I said, I patronize all of our local it's businesses. Delish. It was delicious. So, I went in, got the pizzas, and I saw a young lady who has recently come back from a Mormon mission. They re- recalled a bunch of missionaries. And she's back until we think the end of July. And my first initial reaction was I wanted to give her a hug. But I had to ask her, are, are you comfortable giving me a hug? Hey, and welcome she was like, to yes. being a man. That's what we have to do all the time. You're female. With girls? Privilege. You're f- with anybody. Dude, if, really? I, if I put my hands on somebody without them saying it's okay, then I'm a jerk. That's that's the one place the female privilege trumps the male privilege. Okay, the, probably the only. Oh, place. I will tell you, I I I did I do kind of I have a kind of a anyway. So I hugged her. It was nice to see. So no, I think that we should go back to being just as friendly as we always were. Danica, was it hot? Totally hot. Totally hot. She's. It's just it's just awkward, and it's it, right now it's awkward. Every interaction I feel like is awkward, and it's all magnified. But even. Even sometimes, because there's always the people that don't want that. They don't, like Weston said, they don't want the small talk. I know for yeah, a fact. they have an excuse. He doesn't. Social distancing. Exactly. So, so do should should we, as a country, just kind of, rather than be more inclined or feel like obligated to do that, should, can we go the other way? You know? Well, in the past, I can tell you I've been accused of being emotionally unavailable. And I can tell you, I just like being by myself, like. I feel like I got a party going on upstairs and I'm the only one invited and I'm having a hell of a time all the time. And that doesn't make me a bad person. It just makes me someone that isn't socially as inclined as some other people. Like my wife's much more socially inclined than I am and and people like her better than than people like me. Yes, they do. At least we can agree on that. (laughs) Janika, that was rude. (laughs) I love you, Shelly. So I, me personally, um, I think a lot of those awkward moments would go away. And then if, if somebody. I never kinda, thought of it from the male perspective. I really never did. So this whole me too thing. Honestly, oh, geez. Th- no, I'm not. Hold on. Just, just for a second. I'm, I'm not, I'm actually probably in agreement with you on this. When you hear me out, 
the unintended result of the Me Too movement is that men are very afraid to get close to female coworkers. You got to understand it from a, a male point of view. Um, if if we are even perceived to have crossed an, uh, a boundary or an emotional line or a physical line, you know that that's that's shark infested waters for a guy. And I know I know it's it's hard to kind of wrap your head around, and I know it was unintended, but that's one of the things that's come out of this. We're so afraid of being accused of something, or at least at least I know at my work because I work with a ton of women. I I probably have. Uh, 15, 20 women in my office. And, you know, I'm trying to keep a professional workspace. I'm trying to pe- keep everything above board. And so I, w- I will tolerate zero, zero of, of the guys, you know, flirting with the girls or the cat call or any of that crap. But it's still kind of scary out there. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, and, and I'm glad he mentioned that because case in point last week, what'd you say to me? Jason, I want to be your friend, right? And I said, and I said, Danica, we are friends as much as any co-worker of mine could be my friend. Didn't I say that? No. Oh, yeah. And yes. I think it's hard for you to understand why my mentality is like that because as an employer, that's my approach. What he said, it's very rigid and it's very, very structured because of that exact thing is things can be taken the wrong way and then it is a shark infested waters and we all know that the justice system and probably rightfully so is going to side with the female not, not in every Race. case, but not, but, not in every but, case, but, but majority. No, well, and, when and, it comes and, to and marital, I, and I don't think you're you're totally right on Jay. I, I think I think I I, I want to believe that justice exists, and so if someone is guilty of of treating a, a you know a female coworker in a negative way, they should be held accountable for that. But if they're not guilty of it, they shouldn't. That's that's all I'm saying. I will say I also have a different perspective because I spent a majority of my adult life being grossly grossly obese no like over 400 pounds so my interactions with men tend to be more flirty because i could get away with it nobody was worried that that they were gonna go prowling around with with freaking horse face over here so i i was stop that i know work on your self-confidence i will talking about now i'm amazing now i'm amazing what i'm saying is i really noticed a shift how I how I had to approach. I'm very huggy. I'm very hands on, and and I had to way. change that. Haley says my love language is 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 touch, is is that's my love language, and she's right. And so so by the way, that's, I think it's the same for all the Adams men. I think I am. Dad was definitely the same way. As as time has gone on, my social I have become more like Weston, a little bit more reclusive. Um, enjoy my time alone, you know. Uh, I but know it's at, weird, but at the same time, if I do see somebody, that's why that's why this is a great que- topic because I am the kind that she stick my hand out, shake their hands. But I, I can tell you as an instance, one time an old friend of mine, I saw him. I'm the kind of person if I haven't seen you for five years. I think everything's still the same and and it's all hunky dory. But not everybody feels that. I remember I see this dude. I'm like, dude. I told him I like he was in shape, and I'm like, dude, man, you're looking good, man. You've been working out, stout, this and that, and I could tell it bothered him. Like, dude, don't touch me. Like, it's weird, right? And so I walked away feeling, oh, my gosh, that was awkward. and that, But it was my fault. I voluntarily did that. I, I, I crossed a line maybe. I don't know. It didn't seem like a very apparent line. But that's why I ask, should the American people, rather than be pro for it, should we be more against it? But then if somebody else takes the lead, then, then fine. But you're exactly right. How many times have we as people... Because everybody has a voice and everybody has a story and they want to tell it. And people get lonely. I get that. But if I ask Weston, hey, how's it going? 
The truth is, I only want to hear the positive thing. Good vibes only. Well, and, and, if you've got and something I will, bad, I will give the same answer what, to that question every single time I've ever asked the rest good. of them. How I'm are you good. doing? I'm doing great. Period. Done. I, I don't want to engage in a conversation where I can expose some something that's personal to myself with someone in the course of a, 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 a method of small talk. I don't want to do that. I, cho- I, have ch- I choose not to do that. I choose not to want to do that to other people. I think it's rude. And that doesn't and, make him a narcissist and doesn't make him a jerk. He's just being honest. Well, and maybe we, we should we just... We all have our personality traits and, and that's, that's his. Maybe and it's just okay. a matter of stopping saying how you doing and just say, hey, good to see you. S- to me, that's what Siri is for. Good to see you. That's what and, and Danica, hello, Alexi and, and, and Alexa can be that, that friend. Siri can be that friend. They can they can answer your questions. Here's the other part. I actually do care how you're doing, Danica. There's a lot of people I I, I come across that I don't, right? right? And and I know that if I give to that relationship, they're going to take more than what I'm willing to give. Uh, my old my old partner, Scott, uh, is a brilliant guy, and he told me one time. He said, "Wesson, and there's life in this life. There's givers and there's takers." And givers can be with givers, and takers can be with takers, but givers can't be with takers. And there's people that you have relationships with that take from you all the time. And then there's people that you have relationships with that give to you all the time. And the, the givers, man, they're some of the most caring, beautiful. My daughter's this way, and to the point where it's, 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 it's caused her stress in her life. You know, there's people that truly care about everyone else and give and give and give. And, and then they come across certain people that take. And, and, and when, when, you, when you're a giver, and, and I consider myself to be a giver, and, and you, you get taken from enough, you kinda, it kind of changes your worldview. And, and I'm comfortable with my worldview in the, in the fact that I will help people, but I'm going to do it on my terms with my boundaries. Yeah. And, and when I first started working for your brother, I had a real problem because everywhere I looked, I saw people taking advantage of, of, of his generosity. And, and I would say, uh, you don't, they're taking advantage of you. They're Pro- taking advantage of you. And, and I don't, I mean, and I know that the, you, the problem is in business has been for a long time. Didn't mean to cut you off no, but when, when it comes to me specifically, and it happens all the time. And it actually, a lot of people say, I eventually seen a run in happening with you. The reason for that, ha- that is people take my kindness. They confuse my kindness for weakness. And then I have no choice, but to assert my my power and 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 then it always throws people off guard like oh my gosh i never seen this out of you i know but you poked a bear i mean if it walks like a bear it talks like a bear and it's sleeping in a in fur it's a damn bear so don't be don't be like my little brother said the other don't be surprised when the bear gets pissed off because bex didn't get this far western states didn't get through what it's been through with the recession 0809 you didn't get through the military by just being a pushover right it just doesn't it doesn't work Guys, one one of the one of the strongest things you know, I want to teach my kids. I want to teach my kids how to be good adults, not just good kids. I want them to teach them how to be good adults. And one of the best lessons I think we can teach our kids is how to respect and set boundaries when it comes to dealing with other people. And you know, you have a subset of people in this world that feel like it's their responsibility to share everything about them, whether that's on social media or in conversations. And there's a certain part of your personal uh, closet storage, whatever you want to call it, that you should keep to yourself. That's yours. That that you should treasure and keep to yourself only. And I, I firmly believe in that. And so I, I have always been really good at setting boundaries. I still am. And I've got a limit with people. 
and w- with everyone, it's different. You know, with my wife, of course, I'm going to be more open with my wife than I am with just a normal run-of-the-mill person that I run into on the side of the road. And and I th- I think that's okay. I think there's nothing wrong with that, and we should we should take that and run with it. I agree. So we're about to wrap up, guys. We talked about giving a couple two pair of our new spring line sunglasses um, to some of the listeners or the viewers. Uh, here's how you enter to win that. We need you to submit one topic for next week's show and also one topic for the T-Bone topic for next week's show. And we are going to pick one of each of those and we're going to give you guys some sunglasses. Um, Just submit them to my, uh, to our Instagram, which is at Beck sunglasses. And, and we will, we will answer those and we'll pick a winner and we'll shoot you some shades. Um, It's the right time of the year to get, to get uh, some sunny. So, uh, uh, thanks for watching guys. We took a little break here. Um, we've got some good shows on deck for you. It's been kind of crazy. I think the rest of the world has been trying to acclimate and adapt to the way things are going and, and none of us have it all figured out, but, uh, we want to thank you for coming on Wes. Thanks a million Danica, as always. Can I share one more thing before we wrap up? Yeah. I just want to send a message to anyone out there listening that, um, you know, for us to, to, to heal as a nation and get out of this, you know, we need to repatriate business back to the United States of America and however that looks, whether that's manufacturing, service, medicine. And so any of you guys that are thinking out there that that's something you want to do, I, I would tell you that, you know, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You know, history, history emboldens the brave and, and, and take that step and make that leap and do those things. Cause that's, what's going to make us, you know, Trump gets ridiculed for saying America first, but we, we're seeing right now what happens when we depend on the rest of the world. You know, where was European union, when Italy went through what they were, they were nowhere to be found. As bad as I hate to say it, and as bad as I hate to see the way people are acting right now, we do need to depend, depend on America ourselves. first. Greece, Italy, and we need to bring the, yeah. all this stuff back home. So if you're thinking about it, I would say go for it. History favors the bull. Keep America great. Yeah, keep America great. I think Trump has been the best uh, president in U.S. history. Uh, non, I mean, You can't even argue it. <laughs> Okay, and then I would like I would like to charge all I, of you. Again. I love him. I, I would do anything for a couple days stay at Mar-a-Lago with just me and the POTUS. I I got you in a room with him. Yeah, you did. Okay, so I will challenge you all. It's Melena's birthday coming up. Love her. No, I think it was last week, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, L- love her. Love her, Melena. I love you. Yes. As much as somebody who's Jason married with three Melania. kids, going to finish her train of thought. I point. just think, I just think that if the Nika's always running a train, if you have thought, <laughs> and we almost made it. So the the thing is, please pay attention, be involved with your communities. I'm trying to get him to run for some office. I'm I'm seriously looking into it. Pay attention. The world's local, not ready for Start me at your local level. If you don't like the way your mayor is running things, if you don't like the way your governor, start start locally. Look at your school board. I'm very impressed with our superintendent of our schools. I love Jara. I think he's doing a great job. I think he would have kept open had it not been for the governor. I, think- I like to pay attention. Pay attention where you are. Fight where you're standing. Pay attention and get involved with your community. Vote. And, and get out there. Resist. I'd, I'd Resist. Lo- I'd love to see this movement be the resurgence of the citizens' arrest. Where on every I'm corner in, you've man. got people starting to, that would be amazing. I'd like, I'd like to see someone try to arrest me. That, that would be, what would happen. That, that's what I'm calling for that. Anyways, um, thanks for watching. 
I'm the president of Beck Sunglasses. We are a design manufacturer and distributor of amazing sunglasses, all polarized. Um, it's getting warm out there. So attention to detail is amazing in your sunglasses, by the way. They're amazing. They Thank can, you. Can't talk enough about it. Well, I don't really like to talk about it. I more like to be about it. They're great sunglasses. So if you want to try them, we have a virtual trial on the website, or there's certain stores that are open that carry a product. Go in there, support them. Um, help keep them in business. I'm sure they'll be grateful for that. But if you do go online, use the code WEB15 for 15% off your entire order. And I, I do want to tell you guys, thank you. Thanks for the support. Yes, thank um, you. Thanks for keeping families and all of our families in business. In jobs. Uh, our regular airing time, we're going to get back to that. It's Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the West Coast. And um, we love you and we're grateful. So have a great week. Uh, have a great weekend. God bless you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Resist. Uh, don't don't you know faith over fear, right? Don't don't let your meat loaf. Yeah, keep your timber limber. Don't let your meat loaf. Resist. Resist. And uh, start the resistance. And try not to catch that Rona. Protest. Get out there. No Rona. All right. Thanks. Bye.